morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investing with me, your host, Richard Bexon. Today, a very interesting podcast where we talk about investing into hotels here in Costa Rica. We're going to be talking to Hans Fister. He's the co-founder and president of the Cayuga Sustainability Hospitality Company here in Costa Rica. Hans has played a big part uh, in the development of sustainability uh, here in Costa Rica and also developing some of Costa Rica's most iconic boutique hotel brands. So again, we're going to be talking to him about buying versus building hotels, things to take into consideration, pitfalls, uh, etc. Remember, guys, if you're interested uh, in this podcast and future podcasts, please remember to subscribe using the link below. Uh, and also, if you have any comments for hands or any future guests, uh, please put them in the comments. Let's get straight into it. Good morning, Hans. How are you doing? Very good. How are you? Very, very good. Richard? Pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm uh, very honored to be here. <laughs> Well, Hans, it's been a, a hell of a roller coaster ride for both of us this this past year here in tourism. Um, yeah. But I, I, it's it's you know I think things are I'm definitely seeing you know encouraging signs on our on our end. Things appear to be getting better. Um, yes. You know, so which is which is great news. I mean, the industry needs it. Um, so, but I mean, what have you recently seen that's been a bit of a surprise to you, and why, Hans? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the, the signs are good and uh, we're, we're just going through a revision of our budgets, you know, like, like making budgets was, was really hard last <laughs> year, you know, looking into into this year. And, and, and yes, the first couple months weren't that great. You know, uh, January, February, we're still a little bit rocky. It, was, it wasn't, wasn't terrible, but it wasn't bad. And then all of a sudden in March, it just took off. And now April, we're seeing really good signs and, and into the future. So uh, we're redoing our budgets. And uh, obviously, we're increasing our occupancy uh, levels, you know, because there's more demand. But what I'm most surprised about is the lack of price sensitivity we're seeing. You know, people don't care. You know, they just want wow. a great experience. They deserve it. They want to get out. They want the best. They want private everything. They want the best suite. You know, it's, it's really not about, um, you know, haggling for price and can you know, discount and this and that, you know, people are appreciate uh, when we give them a, a, an additional night, if they spend a certain amount of nights, you know, we can perfectly well do that. But uh, the lack of price sensitivity uh, at this point in time is, is what really surprises me. You know, and I guess, you know, people are sitting at home, you know, didn't have a chance to spend their money and now they really want to just get the best. Do you, do you think that's here to stay or do you think at some point we'll start to see that kind of, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure you hope that it stays. Yeah, I hope it stays. <laughs> I, I think, I, I guess it's going to come back to normal. And then, you know, once once the people that have suffered like us in the in yes. this pandemic, right, you know, our, our businesses have been affected and we haven't, you know, we're, we're certainly not in that market right now of going out and saying, hey, give me the best you got, right? Uh, but once, once we're coming back into the market or, you know, people like us, you know, I think there's going to be people looking for value. So you, you'll have both, you know, I, I, like I say, I, I hope it, it lasts at least this year and, and maybe next year, but then I think we're going to go back into more of a normal, you know, some people looking for discounts some people, you know, still wanting quality and yeah. it'll, it'll even out. Okay, great. Well, I, I mean, one thing that, you know, I've been seeing quite a bit of is a lot <clears throat> of people looking to potentially come down here and buy or build a boutique hotel. Um, yeah. I mean, you and I, I mean, I say boutique hotel, but let's just say hotel in general, you know, because I think mm -hmm. for a lot of people, it's the dream. It's I'm going to, you know, kind of somewhat yeah. semi-retire, move to Costa Rica and run a hotel. Right. Yes. Personally, I don't think the word semi-retire and run a hotel should be put together. Um, but we'll, we'll discuss, we'll discuss that. But I mean, what's right. your advice to these people that may be looking to do this, Hans? 
Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the number of inquiries we get for our uh, services as a management company for small boutique luxury hotels uh, here in Central America has increased uh, a lot recently, you know, so there's a lot of people that either want to want our help to to help manage their hotel that they already have built or you know, acquired or that say you know help us find the land help us find the architect you know let's put something together uh, so there's definitely a big demand for that absolutely so uh, if you're thinking about that you know uh, and and i think uh, your your comment is right on you know don't think it's going to be easy you know just you know there's <laughs> guess there, there's clients of mine that have told me, well, I, I know about hotels. I, I've stayed in the best hotels around the world. You know, there's a big difference being on the guest side than being on the on the service side of, uh, of things. Just because you're a great guest doesn't necessarily mean you're a great hotel innkeeper. So um, I think the important thing is to really understand the hotel business is a tough business. You know, it's, it's 24-7. It's highly dependent on people, lots of moving parts, you know, susceptible to crisis, you know, disease, uh, natural disasters, weather, you know, etc. So, uh, and still, you know, all, having said all of this, for me, it's the greatest business in the world. I couldn't imagine in working anything else, you know, to, to see the happy guests, to see the employees bloom, you know, and, and, and develop and, and to be in these amazing locations, you know, and, and, and working is, is, is the best ever. So I don't want to disencourage you, but I just want to make sure that people don't walk into this uh, very naive and say, okay, I'm, I'm just going to open a, you know, I had my real job. I was a lawyer in New York and now I'm going to do something easy, like opening a hotel in, in, in Costa Rica or Panama yep. or Nicaragua. And, and, and guess what, you know, that's <laughs> might, might be even harder of a job. So, uh, so, so yeah, just, just prepare yourself uh, that you're going into something that requires all of your business skills, all of your attention, hard work, long hours, uh, and if you're ready to do that, then, you know, go for it. I mean, it's, 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 it's great. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, we've, we've done it ourselves. It, it can be very, you know, it can be very fulfilling, but there's a lot of moving parts. Um, yeah. And again, is, is, yeah, it's, it's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking here is, I mean, if I think if somebody wanted kind of like a halfway between, I mean, one thing to do would be to actually just kind of, if you're looking to potentially do that is build your house and build some other basically basic vacation rentals you know so then you're not kind of you're not in the hotel industry but you're kind of in the hospitality industry um you know and you can rent them out and less moving parts because you're not having to deal with restaurant and bar etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah there's definitely an option and, and depends how you set it up uh you may or may not get a call at three in the morning that the plumbing is not working so it depends if you you know, yeah. want to deal with that or not you know if you have somebody responsible that can help you deal with that. So I, I think, I think it's, you know, it, it's a matter of, uh, of, of, of what you're looking for, you know, yeah. and uh, there, there's different models, there's different intensity of the models. And actually our model, you know, the, the Cayuga collection model, our services were, were built around people that had done successful hotels uh, in, in Costa Rica, but then said mm, this 24 seven, you know, this dealing with, you know, a hundred employees, this dealing with, you know, uh, working at Christmas, working at uh, Easter when everybody else is on vacation. Mm, not sure if I want to do that. So we step in and we actually take over from, from owners that have done that, maybe have enjoyed it for a while, but say, ah, okay, it's, it's now time to step back. And then we come in and we provide our services to, 
you know, so so the, the so the owners of, of the hotels uh, or these operations, as you describe, and can step back and um, and go surfing again. You know, yeah. they, probably why they came in the first place to Costa Rica, right? True, true. I, I mean, can you make money investing in hotels, buying a hotel? Yeah, no, absolutely. I I think you can, uh, but it there is there is um, there is a I don't want to say a magic formula, but but you got to be careful. Yeah, I, had, I had a call with with some um, <clears throat> with some people that were going to do a hotel in Costa Rica, and they were talking about six rooms and maybe you know an average rate of three hundred dollars uh, a night, and that's not going to work, right? You yeah. know, I know that's not going to work. So if you if you have few rooms, like for example, our Cura Hotel in Uvita has has eight rooms, but it has an average rate of close to a thousand dollars, right? So so there it can work. Uh, but really, my recommendation now is is uh, for a boutique hotel to be at least twenty to twenty five rooms uh, that that you just have the 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 economies of scale to 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 make it work. You know, obviously, you know, as you go into the eighty, hundred and fifty, three hundred rooms, uh, you know, it, it becomes you know even more profitable. But at the same time, then it's not a boutique hotel anymore. I mean, you know, for for, for me, a boutique hotel is really forty. Maximum fifty rooms, depending how it's how it's laid out. But but everything above is is not a boutique hotel anymore. You just don't get that personalized service anymore. Oh, and I, I think that's the DNA of what built Costa Rica, and hopefully what it will be in the future is that is that boutique hotelness. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. So- no, de- definitely, definitely, definitely. We don't want a tourism model where people are walled into uh, a, a, an all inclusive resort and they and they never leave and they never really get to. Uh, experience uh, Costa Rica, the Costa Ricans, and and everything that 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 this beautiful country has to offer. So, uh, I've I've been saying that uh, for for a long time. You know, the the world envies us for the for the tourism model that we have here in Costa Rica. That it's uh, you know, what is it? Eighty percent of the hotels are smaller than yep, twenty so rooms or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. thirty rooms. I don't know the exact things, but it's 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 very impressive, and and it's uh, it's a the tourism model where the tourism dollar gets uh, spent very democratically right you know so 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 a tourist you know goes to a restaurant to eat you know takes a local transport hires a local guide do, does an excursion there you know buys something in this store you know then goes to the next hotel and does the same thing all over and i think this is really what uh, what 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 brings the wealth to to costa rica through tourism uh, and where there's very few very little leakage uh, leakage means you know that the money uh, that it, that that gets spent by a by a tourist, you know, then gets sucked out again and goes back to a corporation in another mm-hmm. country, you know, etc. Et so so I think we have a really great model, and like you say, uh, hopefully we can continue to 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 foster that model, and uh, and and continue to make it work because it's it's very special. Yeah, you know, some people will sometimes say that Costa Rica is expensive, but even when I can compare Costa Rica to some countries like Hawaii, you know, countries, but like locations like Hawaii still, and even Mexico, I mean, there are much more expensive hotels in those countries. So I think as a strategy for anyone that's coming in that wants to have a boutique hotel is, I'd always suggest going more upmarket because I think there's so much more air uh, and room to grow in, 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 in that environment here in Costa Rica as well. Yes. Yes, I, I think I think Costa Rica is a small country, and as a small country, it's probably better to go after quality than than quantity. Yep. So, uh, in in terms of uh, the, the the kind of guests that we want to attract and 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 their spending, I, I totally agree with you. You know, definitely more more high end um, 
and um, but but again high end but not very exclusive still let them feel the country still let them get out you know don't wall them in don't 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 just you know uh, have them stay in in your place have them have that 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 Costa Rican experience that you know that that, that we all all you know enjoy so much I agree I agree well let's talk because again I, I think a lot of people are, uh, you know have this dream or this investment idea here about having a hotel in Costa Rica let's talk buy versus build a minute because I'm sure that you know a lot of people are like you know I'd love to go down and build some people like it'd be great to find something that's you know that I can buy I mean one of the things yeah. here is I mean I, as I always say, every business is for sale, meaning every hotel mm. is always for sale, just there's no for sale sign out, but they're not actively mm. selling it. But if you had a choice here to build a hotel or to buy one, an existing one, which, I mean, which one would you choose? What would your advice be and why? Mm-hmm. So, so me as an operator, I probably prefer to build one just yep. because it's, you know, I can, I can do it under the specifications that I, that I know work. You know, we, we, the, the recently the recent hotel that we built is in, in Panama, Isla Palenque. And it was just really great to have uh, that team of uh, uh, master planners and, and, and architects and, and, uh, and construction company, everybody come together and really just like dream it out. And the product is, is spectacular. So uh, as an operator, I would love to always build. However, uh, there are two things that really speak for buying and remodeling. One is uh, that it's uh, very... Uh, sustainable, you know, not to build, but to but to remodel because you're using existing infrastructure. You're not increasing a footprint, and this is, for example, what we've done in in Senda in Monteverde, which is an old hotel, and we just took the the, the buildings and just upgraded them, made a modern, made a luxury hotel in in Monteverde. Uh, and the other thing is uh, that permitting can be really really difficult in Costa Rica. You know, so if you if you're Kind of starting from scratch, and maybe the area where you're going doesn't have a, a plan regulador uh, or you know uh, zoning zoning restrictions and all of that. It's so I've seen projects uh, with great intentions, you know, wanting to be built, uh, being stuck, and maybe even being discarded because of of uh, problems with, with with permitting or just it taking so long, right? You yeah. know, you you know, it's uh, the whole permitting here can be uh, quite um, uh, frustrating. So uh, I guess that also speaks for for buying and, and then doing a remodel or an addition or something. So, yeah, I mean, again, I think that you know one of the other advantages of buying as well is you're buying an existing brand as well potentially. Um, you know, you don't have to do all the sales, the marketing, the brand, get it in TripAdvisor. I mean, it's mm-hmm. again is you know I, I love the idea of building. You know, uh, mm-hmm. just from the point of view as you get to create something, you have it has that voice. You can create that culture, that brand that you're really looking for. But, but also is when something's pre-built, it's really difficult to kind of change pathways of, of even how staff yeah. move through the property as well, Hans, which is something exactly. people don't think of, you know, but yeah, like exactly. where the food comes out of the kitchen and it moves to the yeah. guest, you know, people yeah. don't want walking through reception seeing that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, totally. I mean, I, I was just at a, at a very exclusive luxury hotel uh, as a guest myself of, uh, a few weeks ago, and I'm... You know, looking down at the beautiful restaurant and 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 the view, and and all of a sudden the the Belka truck, you know, the the food yeah. delivery truck, you know, pulls in because it was built as a house and then turned into a hotel, right? You yeah. know, and, and so these are the things where it's going to be really hard to fix or very expensive to fix. So so this is why we obviously want to not make those mistakes in in the beginning. But on the other hand, you know, it it, it is what it is sometimes. Yeah, right? I mean, again, I mean, if it's if 
I think if it's like more of an investment investment, buying something that then you're going to have quick cash flow coming in, you know, um, would make sense. But also is I think if you're trying to create something new and something really upmarket as well is, you know, it's going to be difficult to take something maybe that's pre-existing and take it, you know, three, four times higher. Something that's, you know, typically 200, 300 bucks a night and take it to 3000. That's not going to be an easy, easy task. No. And you, and you also want to obviously check for all the skeletons in the closets, of you course, know, in the yeah. property. You know, if you buy, if you buy the land, it's different than buying the, the, the company, you yep. know, asset sale versus, you know, uh, but you know, there's, there, there's, there's things uh, that, that you want to consider. So you, you definitely want to not just stumble into something. You want to do your due diligence and, and really, you know, look at that from, from all angles. Yeah. I mean, typically when someone's doing due diligence on this stuff, Hans, what do you suggest that they do? Uh, contact a, a lawyer or, well, I mean, probably first of all, contact you because I'm sure you've been through this a bunch of different times. Well, I think, I think there's, there's different things there. There's the due diligence related with legal things, right? Yeah. You know, so, so that's, that, that's obviously a lawyer that will, you know, make sure that in the registry and, and then there's no other claim or, you know, other, other things, you know, that's, that's, that's lawyer stuff. Uh, but in terms of, you know, the reputation of the hotel, uh, the, you know, past, uh, you know, with employees in the area, with the community, um, with, with guests, uh, the, the potential for expansion, the potential for to, to go up market and all of those things. A lawyer probably can't help you on these, uh, I call it maybe more soft due diligence topics. And, and yep. this is probably a good idea to talk to a hotelier and not just to your lawyer. Uh, and to your architect uh, about those things and, and bring a hospitality professional in from the, from the beginning. I always say, you know, I mean, when, when, when we're building a new hotel, we want to be involved as soon as possible in the process. And I guess the same thing with, you know, when you're, when you're about to purchase a hotel, don't just buy it because it's a deal, you know, bring in all the professionals and look at it from all angles and, and make sure you're, you're, you get all that, uh, that, that advice. I think that's great advice, Hans. I, I, I do. I, again, I've seen so I've seen a lot of uh, examples down here where people have just kind of come in, being like, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm I don't know, I'm a big shot where I come from. You know, I'm going to come down there and do it." And you're like, "This is a completely different culture with different processes in a completely different yeah. language." You know, yeah, yeah. Even if you've done it somewhere else in the world, it doesn't, yeah, or in multiple different countries. I mean, every single country yeah. is unique. Yeah, uh, totally. I mean, I mean, we we've both seen the big shots with their tail between their legs yep. you know walking yep. back to juan santa maria <laughs> well i mean you know, the, the, fa- it's, the it's, famous saying how do you make a million dollars in costa rica you arrive with five right you no. know, so <laughs> we, we've seen it but we've also seen the 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 the, the positive uh, of this but it, it takes a it takes a certain kind of um, um I want to say tolerance or, or, or just uh, empathy i don't know what it is it's a mix of things you know to to really kind of make it here uh, a lot of people ask me well you're german you know how can you deal with this you know everything's so slow and, and nothing's happening i mean you're as a brit you know you're, you're going through the same thing and i'm like well if i if i would expect this to function like germany i would be you know i would have an even more gray hair right yeah. you know but uh, i accept for it is for what it is and, and 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 do my best effort and and so far that has worked very well I agree. You just got to kind of go with the flow. I think if you try and go against yeah. it, you're going to get swept away here. So yeah. <laughs> Where do you think that the gap in the hotel tourism market is at the moment? Meaning, if hands, if someone came to you with a blank piece of paper with a blank check, I mean, what would you be doing? What would you be built? What would you be building? What would you be buying? What would you be developing? I mean, where do you think the gap is? I think I think there's a good opportunity to redefine the 
like like a hotel development with some rental you know like like houses or you know some some real estate around it you know yeah. but not with all due respect uh, not the Los Sueños model, you know, yep. not not a you know, like copy paste Florida, you know, uh, Marriott, you know, with <laughs> with the houses, you know, around it. But do something different. Do something creative. Do something that that is like in line with with what people are looking for. Maybe a, a smaller scale, uh, you know, really combine the the the, the new trends for for working from. Uh, wherever you are, you know, sharing economy, you know, kind of kind of bring all of this together, uh, still at a at a high level, uh, and in the, and in a destination that is not maybe, you know, the Tamarindo, Hako, you know, where you know, where everything else is, you know, kind of kind of look a little bit off the beaten track. I mean, we we often talk about you know some of the parts of Costa Rica that we that we like the most, uh, and where there's really nothing, you know, yep. and 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 I think it's it, it's going to these. These places off the beaten track uh, and and trying to make something happen there. So so I think that's where where I see some opportunity or gap, as you as you say. I, I agree because I think that no real estate piece should not have a hotel, and I don't think any hotel should not have a real estate piece. And the reason that I say that is because again, people are going to come to the hotel. They're going to want part of that lifestyle. They're going to want to make an investment in that lifestyle. It, but it's also a way from the hotelier then to also gain more rooms without actually having to put in the money because again, the property management, I'm just looking at this from ones and zeros, but I completely agree on the sustainability front that doing it a mass model is not the way to go because as we said there at the beginning, it's not in the DNA of Costa Rica. You know, it needs to be boutique. It needs to feel boutique. It needs to feel authentic um, because I think that that's, again, that's what keeps the, keeps Costa Rica's brand and the tourists keep coming here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, because otherwise, we're just competing with everybody else. You know, if we just do different yeah, and then we have to compete on, and then we have to compete on price. And if we have to compete on price, it's it, yeah. we're not good at that. And then it's a race to the bottom. You know, which is well, we need to go completely the other way, which is what we've always done here in Costa Rica, which is you know more boutique, more sustainable, more unique, more cultural. You know, mm-hmm. um, and continue to develop that brand. So, mm-hmm. Hans, if you were to step into my shoes. What would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Well, we, we've talked we've talked a lot about Costa Rica, and yep. uh, and and this I think this broadcast is is focused on Costa Rica. But I do see right now a lot of opportunity also in Panama. We're, we're getting a lot of requests for our services in Panama. There seems to be a lot of opportunities. There's not a lot of boutique hotels in Panama operating right now, and I and. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's nature-wise and culture-wise, it, it has a lot to offer. Uh, it, I think, it would be a, a very natural combo between Costa Rica and and and, and Panama to, to to kind of combine the destinations. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, what did, you didn't ask me, you know, what what are the opportunities in Panama and what what can we do there? And what are the what are the opportunities? I mean, I mean, I know it's more affordable than Costa Rica, right? I think so. I mean, although things are starting to, you know, move there as well, but no, for sure, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely there, but you have a bit more of a blank canvas, you know, you, you really don't have the, you know, the destinations quite there yet. There's, there's still very few places that, that have some tourism cluster. So, so it's, it's a blank canvas, you know, it's more difficult, you know, it's, it's, it's probably like, you know, coming to Costa Rica 30 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, uh, because there's, not really a, a tourism culture, a hotel culture, luxury culture, but uh, but I think that uh, for for the people that that want to kind of you know look to the next frontier, you know I, I think uh, 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 Panama is 
at least something to look at. And then maybe you do then come back to Costa Rica, say, no, I'm, you know, it's a little bit more, feels a little bit more developed, a little bit more safe, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do it here. Uh, but, but Panama, uh, you know, with, with the exception, obviously, of Panama City, that's very developed, you know, all the rural areas of Panama, there's, there's a lot of opportunity. It's a white canvas, like I said. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the interesting thing about Panama is the population is a lot less as well than Costa Rica. I never realized that. Um, yeah. You know, I was talking about it with my father this morning, but again, a lot of it's just centralized there in the city. And then, but I mean, it's yes. beautiful. I mean, you yeah. know, the Valle Anton, Boquete, you know, I mean, it's, there's so much there. It's, it's, it's again, as you said there, it's an open canvas. Yeah. You know, yeah. so if you could go back five years, Hans, you know, and, you know, we had a time machine here and you had to tell Hans to invest in something in Costa Rica. Uh, most people are like, hey, Bitcoin, but I'm like, no, it's got to be here, you know, in Costa Rica. Uh, or maybe even Panama or Nicaragua. Let's include those because I'm sure a lot of people also, you know, whenever they talk about Costa Rica, they're also looking at Panama and Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you have invested in and why? Yeah, um, I think I think in, in in some of the lesser known upcoming destinations, right? You know, yeah. so so maybe you know the area south of Manuel Antonio. You know, definitely definitely that has that has increased in value a lot in the last five years. Uh, maybe some of the not so accessible parts of, of, of Guanacaste that, that are not, you know, where, where the branded hotels are. Maybe in the Southern Caribbean, you know, yep. where, where, we, where we opened uh, Hotel Aguas Claras, uh, which is booming right now and, and, and an area that's, that's becoming more and more popular. And then, and then we often talk about the mountainous areas of, of San Carado Dota, you know, the, the, the areas that are maybe not as much tourism value because people are not thinking of Costa Rica when they, you know, think of the mountains and yep. a little bit cold. Uh, but but I think there's uh, definitely a, a beauty of being out, you know, in the, in these beautiful areas with with crystal clear water and, and a little bit fresher air and everything. So, yeah, I, I I guess you know definitely in the in the little less less known areas. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I you know the I think the areas of you know, we've spoken about it on the podcast before is if we were to go back five years, Nosada, Ovita, Dominical, you know, all these kind of developing areas. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, if you had, maybe this is, I'm kind of repeating the question here, but if you had, if you inherited $500,000 a day, Hans, and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you do with it and why? This is the question I ask yeah. you. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, like you say, it's, it's the same thing. I, I think uh, I'll would go up to to Dota with you and we'll yep. we'll look for for a nice piece of land and then <laughs> we'll dream something up. So so I think I mean that's personally me. That's not looking at a at a business opportunity right now. That yeah. that would be more something that that I would be looking forward to. I I, I definitely I, I enjoy being at the beaches here in Costa Rica, but I you know I I really enjoy being in the mountains and and the little cooler temperatures and and, and so uh, I think there's there's a lot of beauty up there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, Hans, I know you're a busy guy. I very much appreciate you taking the time to speak to me on the on the podcast today. Um, I'm going to put all your contact details uh, in the description below um, for anybody okay. that wants to reach out to you, any potential uh -huh. budding hotel developers or that anyone wants to buy. Um, okay. But yeah, I very much appreciate your time, Hans. You have a great day. Okay. Thank you, Richard. And thanks for putting this together. You're doing a great job with this podcast. And uh, thanks for inviting me. Anytime. Catch you later. Okay. Bye.